Welcome back to the Eagle Perspective Podcast. I'm Mike Siciliano. We have another episode of our Athletic Edge, and I am really excited uh, to be joined today by our head basketball coach and longtime former athletic director, Chad Bickley. Uh, Chad, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Really excited to be here. We're going to talk about athletics and uh, philosophy and how you, as one of our longest tenured coaches, have managed to be so successful with the team, both in terms of championships, but also in terms of culture and bringing kids to Jesus, deepening their faith. But I know you're not going to brag about yourself at the start of this. So I'm going to start with some questions that kind of force you to a little bit. What's the most points you ever scored in a basketball game? In like an adult league? No. I'm talking about in your high school career, prime, what was it, 30, 40 points? What was it? Remind me again? Yeah, something like that. Uh, no, I, I want to know the exact number. You can Google it. I think- hey, my dad was the coach, and, <laughs> you know. So, so is it accurate to say there was a game in which you scored 21 three-pointers? That That is correct. And was that a record in the state of California for 25 years? It was a national record at the time. Oh, I'm sorry. I told you but, sh- <laughs> yeah, no, but the funny thing was I went to a school. My my uh, school was a really small Christian school, and we didn't even know what hit us. But it was it was pretty cool, the, kind of the press and the ESPN and kind of got a hold of it. And so we didn't have Twitter and all that stuff back then, so it took like – 10 days to get the word across the country, but it was just a crazy night. I, I'll, I'll say this. I had great teammates and we were just going out there trying to win and the ball was going in the hoop. A lot. How, how many points did you end up with that night? Uh, 79. 79. Google told me it was 89. Did Google lie to me or was that a different game? That was a different game. Okay. <laughs> so you scored 89 points, but you had less three pointers in that one. Okay. Got it. So, yeah, I'd one less. That's impressive. That's impressive. Did your teammates enjoy playing with you, or did your teammates like? Was it like, oh man, coach is done? Of course, he gets to shoot the ball all the time. No, man, I had awesome teammates. We we actually we we actually scored a lot of points. So we played a style that I want to play today. Like that's how we play today with mm-hmm. our team. But yeah. it was more of a style that you know, was more fast paced. So everybody really scored, to be honest. So we had a lot of kids in double digits and we're a great team because you don't get open shots if you don't have a great team. I wish I had one of your teammates here to be like, oh yeah, sure. We all scored. I got two points. My buddy got four points. Dad got 89. Yeah, we all scored. We had 134 points that game, so someone else had to have. Uh, well, thanks for being on, and um, man, you've done an incredible job, obviously, with, with our athletics program, with our basketball program, just for, for people who might be listening who don't know, reigning Division One CIF basketball championship. You've won three out of the last four Division One CIF championships. That year you didn't win was because you made the open division with the top eight teams in San Diego, I think you guys were the number four seed that year, right? Fourth best. Yeah. Um, and, and this is schools of all sizes. Like last year, it was Carlsbad in the championship game that you beat. And I think the first one was Lincoln High. And it's pretty impressive, right? Let me start with how on earth do you take a school of 450 students 
right, roughly about 200 guys and compete with schools that have 3,000 kids? I think I think you got to have a vision to do that. You know, when when I came to Santa Fe, it was uh, you know I, I grew up in Christian circles. I grew up with Christian family. Um, my dad was you know he he is he's my hero and um but he's tough and he's always taught us like just because you're a christian doesn't mean you back down to anything and he taught us um but you got to know how to do it because that's when people respect you and so you know when when came in we had 13 guys for the for the whole program and i was like man we are definitely playing we were definitely having a JV, so there were nights I had, you know, seven guys and six guys, and then there were injuries. And I remember one game, uh, there was we were down to five guys, and there was a football player sitting on the on the bleachers, and I'm like, "Hey, you want to play tonight?" And he's like, "Sure." So I was like, "Okay, go get your stuff. You've been cleared and all that." And those were the early days, and and I think you never forget the early days, and you never forget those kids because those are the kids that set what our program was going to be about. And the vision was coming in was just competing against the best. I mean, we just want to we want to be a team that when they walk off the floor, it's like, man, who are those guys? And about five years ago, six years ago, we came to the point where it was like, man, we've reached that vision. We need a new vision. And so we came up with a new vision called that that we do now is to win a CIF championship at the highest level while making God look good. And that is something we pour into our kids because the reason to win a CF championship at high level, because we feel like there's the most eyes looking at us at that point. And then it's our opportunity to make God look good. And so our whole program is based off of that. And so how we, how we act, how we interact with each other, interpersonal relationships are just massive. And, and, and then we, you know, we have certain <laughs> expectations, how we behave, what we do, how we talk to each other, how we compete. And about five years ago, I, I, it was like, it's not about me anymore. It's got to be about them owning it. And when I stepped back and the kids took it, it went to a whole different level. And the parents bought in, the kids bought in, and, you know, do we have problems? Yes, we have problems. We had, we had a lot of things go on last year, but it was our culture that was able to get it, get us through. And for that, to answer your question, you got to have a vision to where you want to go and get people to buy into it. Vision. And I, I want to follow up because you explained your, your vision really well. I, I just love that about we want to win championships at the highest level while making God look good. But you also mentioned culture, and I know that's a real passion of yours. And, and you've probably done it better than any program on campus. Talk about the philosophy behind your culture. You actually have have it pretty well mapped out. Um, can you share that with our listeners? Yeah. So you know, you gotta you gotta answer two questions like why do you exist, and then how do you behave? What are your actions towards those vision? And then you gotta you gotta live it out every day, right? I mean. We have a whole handbook, but that's a that's a declared culture. That's just written down. A real culture is living it out. Uh, there's a couple quotes that that are big. Is John Gordon has a quote: "You're creating culture every moment of every day by what you think, say, and do. It doesn't matter what your culture was like yesterday or last year. What matters is what you are doing to create it today." And so, 
you can sit, you know, guys coming in this year, you know, we can say, oh, we won three out of the last four years. Yeah, whatever. That doesn't matter today. It just doesn't matter. It matters is learning the lessons of what went good and bad from the past. And another very important part, uh, African proverb that, that we hold dear is if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And the big question is, you know, how do you cultivate togetherness? And, and, and that's an easy quote, but, but you got to step back and go, okay, so how are we going to get there? And we have a six level system that, that we go over all, all the time. We evaluate after games. We, we, uh, we evaluate practices. We, we focus on this and how we're treating each other. And it's, it's a level system where every day it starts with level one is an attitude. It's an attitude of gratitude. You know, you're just thankful to be, you know, we have a great school. We have a great athletics program. We, we have the opportunity to be able to go. And some of the ways we foster this is we take mission trips and we do different things to help say, you know what, you know, Santa Fe, we live in a bubble a little bit. And uh, we have a lot of things, and that's not bad, but it's like how are we using those things, right, and using those opportunities. The second level is commitment, just committing to the team and the coaches and the program and just having that sense of buy-in, no excuses, no explanations. Then level three is work ethic, and we believe, you know, Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work out with all your heart as working for the Lord and not human masters. And so those three we talk about, like, if you have those three, you're going to be a good team. You know, if you take those three on into life, you're going to be a good employee. You're going to have a job. You have a great attitude every day. You're committed to your job. Your work ethic is enthusiastic and you're ready to go. You're going to, you're going to be good. If you want to be great, it goes to the next level and, and that's accountability and, and people that want to be coached. There's a book called the key to everything. And, um, it's just all about the key to everything is, are you a teachable? Do you have a teachable spirit or is it, you know, for me and <laughs> I tell, tell people, you know, growing up, I, I haven't read many books in my life. But the last six, seven years, I have read a ton of books and it's because I've cultivated this love for learning. And now I'm in this mode of I want to learn more. And that's that's accountability. That's teachable. And we want our our guys to be teachable. And then ultimately, you know, trust. If you don't have trust in a team, it's going to break down. And then it's all based on what we call level six. And that's love. And. And we preach this. And, and if I was to answer the question of like, what's the one thing you want your guys to leave with from your program? It, it's not a championship. It's just not. It's, it's love. And so when they, when they get married one day or, you know, wherever they are and they say, I love you, they know what that means. That means I'm going to have a great attitude. I'm going to be committed to you. I'm going to work hard for you. I'm going to be held accountable to you. And I'm going to be very trustworthy. And for us, it's like if they leave with those principles in their life, this this program's been a success. And I think I can say this for you is that they do leave with that pretty ingrained in them. And you do such a good job of weaving that culture into everything you do. And I mean, you know, our kids, you know, hashtag level six. 
Um, our kids yeah. using that language, right, in public and with each other and just seeing them kind of embrace that philosophy. And it gets at another another question because there's even another layer on top of this. Um, and, and I know that the reason why you do this ultimately as well is is to help kids grow in their relationship with Christ. So how does basketball do that? How do you use this to point kids towards Jesus? We talk about vision. You talk about mission. Mission is, you know, why you do what you do and, you know, ultimately use the game of basketball to develop men of godly character on and off the court. And, and so we take these principles and they're not, they're, they're ingrained in our culture on a, on a daily basis. But before the season starts, I mean, we do Bible studies that really break these down in a practical way. Like how, how is attitude look like in the classroom? How's it look like in your Christian life? How's it look like on the court? You know, and, and we spend time doing that. And then we've taken mission trips all over the world. To be honest, our, our most recent one was Uganda. You know, if I would just have a, you know, what's, what's the best experience in my life at Santa Fe was standing on a court that our program, two, two basketball courts that our program basketball built in the middle of Uganda, where you have kids playing on it every single day. Like it, we were doing a, a, a clinic there and it was so surreal. And it's like, that's why we do what we do. And so to me, the wins and the where we are and all that is an outpour of the foundation that we're trying to build in these kids. I love that. Love that. That's awesome. Chad, you've obviously had an amazing run as, as basketball coach, as athletic director, longtime teacher at our school. Let me circle back to the beginning. What brought you to Santa Fe? Out of college, I went to... I was up at a small Christian school. I got a head coaching job right out of college at a superior Christian. Three years in, a buddy of mine asked me to come down to the college level and work uh, in the athletic department and coach. And this, it was assistant athletic director and, and head assistant basketball coach at San Diego Christian. And I went down there for the basketball, obviously, not necessarily the administration part of it. But you had to, you know, have a full-time job. And looking back, God used that to help me in in long term. I love the college level. I did not like recruiting. I'm not a great recruiter when it comes to it. Um, I like to be like more. This is this is this is it. This is what we do. And so we're more of a developing. And so when Santa Fe opened up, I was like, man, that's a K through 12 opportunity that you could really develop an awesome thing there. And so that's what led me to here. You know, we've been able to develop a K through 12 program. You, you see those kids growing up. It's a lot harder work than recruiting, but you develop deeper relationships with kids because of it, because you're spending more time with them. And then they ultimately, my kids got to go there and still continue to go there. It's just, it's an amazing place and you don't realize what you have until you until you've left it. I'm just blessed that my family has been able to be a part of this place. One of the best decisions I ever made. 
Well, it's been a blessing for us as well, other than the the constant Green Bay Packer comments that we're all exposed to. <laughs> that, that will never stop. You know, that's that. I mean, you know, every Superman has a kryptonite, and that's yours, I think. But, um, you know, we talked a little bit about last year. Um, I want to ask you a little more about last year because I know, you know, on the surface, last season, Division One championship, you know, people might think, man, they just they were rolling the whole time. But I know from watching you and from talking with you during the season, that was not the case. Talk a little bit about the story of, of the team last year and and, uh, and what you learned and, and what you hope the boys learned. I, I mean, I would say it was the most rewarding, difficult season I've ever had. And you can't compare each championship or team or whatever because they're all rewarding, right? But – this championship never would have happened if we have never won a championship before. So last year, I mean, it starts off with Trevin out for the year. And it was like, what? You know? Just to loop people in, you know, he's hard. You know, I, we don't like using terms like best player, or but he's clearly your, one of your top two or three players on that team last year. I mean, he was one of the top players on the team. He He fit a role that was just gave us depth it, it, you know, but in our, in our whole culture, it's not about one person. It's mm-hmm. about next man up. And it's about, you know, it's about all those things. And so we start facing adversity. We, we start off very well. And then, you know, we'd have an injury here, an injury there. We'd have different uh interpersonal relationships and then we address them and, and we, we have battled and it, it was, it was draining, but we always went back to level six. We always went back to our vision. We always went back to our culture to handle these situations. And so that is the belief these guys had. And even just cause you have culture and your wins, there are struggles that go on all the time, but you have a clear identity of who you are. And then that's where you're trying to get the kids to go. And we have a thing where it's like the old, the number one goal basketball wise is that we're playing our best basketball at the end of the year. That's it. That's, that's all we want to do. And so it takes the pressure off and then we evaluate every day and every game. Okay. What do we need to get better? Okay. This is what's going on. And through it all to come out and different guys stepping up. I think Sagar had just an unbelievable year filling that role of Trev and um you know we had a senior junior group that that did such a great job and and uh had a sophomore playing well and so at the end of the day they all came together at the end of the year at the right time because that's what we talked about all year like it's it just doesn't happen like I don't I'm not a in early years of coaching it's like oh I hope we went no you focus on the things of who you are and where you want to go, and you just insist on it every single day, and the kids buy in, you know. And so that was so rewarding on that day, and and to build that relationship with those kids was was such a cool thing. Yeah, it was it was a neat season to watch, and and I think sort of not that you needed like a proof of concept for your vision and culture, but watching. Those, those guys go through so much adversity and have such a deep buy-in to being level six. And, um, the way it worked out at the end was, was pretty awesome. I'm wondering, do you have any other 
Uh, standout stories. I mean, you've already mentioned the mission trip and we talked a lot about last season. Are there a few things you look back on over the years, um, either athletes that have gone on to play or uh, just, you know, kids who've had their lives changed that, that really stand out to you? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think a lot of that, you know, I, I, I'll say this, you know, when we're going into a CIF run, you, I get a lot of text messages from former players like, good luck coach. We're watching level six and, you know, able to bring that to the table. It's been such a, such a cool thing for me to tell our guys before the game because it's like, listen, it's not about you guys. It's about those past guys. It's about those guys that started with 13 guys that built this program and, you know, guys like, like Justin and, and Grant who, and that team who, who started to take us to a different level respect wise. And then, then Owen, Charles, uh, Derek, Tyler, that, that year, those seniors took us even to a, a, a deeper level. And, and what those guys did was they showed the amount of work that it takes to win a championship. And Owen, you know, he would be in the gym. 6 a.m., you know, I'd bring Drew and Paige when they were little coming up to the gym, and it's like, he's in the gym. Who's in the gym? Oh, Owen's in the gym. And that group had such a work ethic. You know, they would practice, and, you know, I know Charles would be working at night and lifting and just dedicating themselves to the vision. And as as all that's said and done, another thing that I tell our guys is like, man, you're living in this situation right now where – you have dedicated yourself to a goal, to a vision. If you do the exact same thing in your Christian life, that's it. That's all you need to do. You just need to translate what you're doing in a different direction. And then you got it, right? And you understand that. And then you translate that into your work. Show up. Don't be late. Come in. Be committed to it. Work hard. Be accountable. Be teachable to to the people that are in your area and you're just gonna you're just gonna get promotion and and uh those are the things that happen naturally in this life yeah well one other thing i just for for some of our listeners who may not be aware i mean you know the basketball program and really a lot of our programs it's, it's not just kind of show up to practice in basketball um i mean talk about some of the other things you do to build that culture to build faith in particular, I mean, I always knew on Mondays there'd be some extra food in the quad, most likely, from one of the things you do. So why don't you talk about that? Yeah, we kind of our program, you know, we, we encourage kids to play multiple sports. Um, however, there are people who, you know, in all sports that they, they just want to they want to dedicate to one sport. So we do some off-season stuff, but then they do – club stuff and um but one of the things we do i mean we do, we have a bible study uh the season leading up to our our program and and we break it down i mean we break it down all the levels and we we just see how that that flows into their everyday life i'll tell you what santa fe is blessed with a full-time athletic trainer and a full-time athletic strength and conditioning coach mm-hmm. you know to have those takes serious load off of my shoulders that's not my gift is the conditioning or strength part of it but to have a guy where you could say hey here hand him off and we've had coach Farrell for the last 
you know, few years that he's moved on. And I can honestly say we would not be champions if it wasn't for him. If his part, if he didn't own his part, we would have fell short because that's all part of it. And it's all part of Coach Farrell buying into our vision and buying into our kids. And, you know, that's where you look back as a head coach and you're like, I can't take any credit for this. All I tried to do is set a vision. And then you get people on board. And if that's what you do, then it's like, man, it's it's led into my whole leadership philosophy is, man, empower people. Because the more people you empower and get on the same page, the bigger you can be. No question. I, I can confirm that uh, neither strength nor conditioning is your strong suit. I'm happy to vouch for you on that one. You're lucky we're not in the same room right now. <laughs> That's why you said that. What are you going to do, shoot three-pointers on me? <laughs> uh, oh, hey, um, Chad, thanks so much for, for being here. We are so lucky to have you to, to pour into our students and to help us um, raise up athletes that are, are competitors and believers and uh, really teaching them a process that they can take with them beyond their, their time here at Santa Fe. Uh, so thanks for joining us and, and for sharing your story. My pleasure. All right. Looking forward to seeing you for some one-on-one sometime soon. All right. Go Eagles. Yeah. I don't think I've scored 89 points on you in the entire time that we've known each other and, and that I've played basketball against you. So you had it. You had an 89 in golf though, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well played. Well, 80 is a good day for me. Yeah, 89 is a good day. All right, good talking with you, and uh, we'll see you soon. Take care. All right, thanks for joining us on the Athletic Edge and the Eagle Perspective podcast, and we look forward to talking with you again soon.